Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Again, we're so excited to be with you this morning. We're on our series called In Case of a Power Outage or In Case of a Mic Outage, however you want to look at it. I was told a long time ago, whenever people, when I first started speaking, they said, you got to learn to be in season and out of season. You'll be learnt, ready for the impromptu stuff. And, and so that's what we're going to engage this morning. So I've been thinking about switching to a handheld mic, and maybe this is God just moving me in that direction. But if you've got your Bible, I don't know, somebody told me, sent me a text message a while ago that the Version Bible notes weren't showing up. Um, are they not? They are. All right, whoever sent me that text message, we're going to have words. No, I'm just kidding. I know who it was. I'm just kidding them. But hey, let's open up our Bibles, get our sermon notes out, paper or on your phone, Version Bible app. Let's open to Ephesians chapter 1. Woo! Ephesians chapter 1, in case of a power outage. I don't know about you, but growing up in church, for me, I don't know what your story is. Uh, I'm a little bit of mine. I, I grew up having a very good foundation on the grace of God and the mercy and the goodness of of Jesus and salvation through Jesus Christ. And I had a wonderful teaching on that, and I'm still very thankful for that. And, but any teaching I had on the power of God always about, was always about the power that God had that was up there in heaven that he possessed, and a lot of God can do anything. But I didn't have much about the power of God in and through me. It was more about, you know, God's powerful And God can do anything. But it wasn't a lot about me learning what I could do through him or what he could do through me, however you want to word it. I didn't know much about the power of God in my life. And and then I I had an accident when I was uh, a senior in high school and had had an injury where I was laid up in a hospital bed in my living room and someone brought a VCR tape. Now some of you have no idea what I'm talking about when I use the the acronym VCR. But this is a big old honking tape that you had to push into a device and actually fast forward and rewind. And you didn't know where it stopped. You just had to push play and guess. You didn't know where it was. <laughs> Some of you feel me. But, I, but they gave me this VCR tape of a guy named Norval Hayes. I don't know if any of you have ever heard Norval Hayes. You might have to be a little old school to remember Norval Hayes. But and I was watching this Norval Hayes, and he started preaching about the power of God. You start preaching about the power of God in a believer, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what is this? I've never, I literally, I'm not joking, I'm not dramatizing, I had never heard anyone preach like that in my life. He said, you, pointing at the screen, I'm like, me, he said, you have power in the name of Jesus. The authority of heaven is inside of you as a believer. That you can command the devil to get off of your life, to get out of your mind, to get out of your body. I'm like, command what? What? And then I read a book by uh, Kenneth Hagin called The Believer's Authority. And I started listening to messages and I started studying my Bible and I, I started learning that maybe there was more to the power of God than what I knew about. Because I had just been thought that that it was about getting born again, getting saved, and then just enduring whatever I have to endure until I get to heaven. But I began to read in my Bible that there was something that God wanted to do in and through me that involved the power of God to not just get out of here, but to live while I'm here. 
But my problem was is I didn't know. My, you know, my biggest power outage in my life as a believer was because I didn't know what I didn't know. I, I, just, I didn't know what I could accept or not accept, what I didn't have to accept. I didn't know what I had a right to claim. I didn't know about possessing promises or I didn't know anything about that. So my power outage was due to what I didn't know. The Bible says this in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now I want to break this down to you real quick before we get into the text of Ephesians 1. My people are destroyed. Destroyed just means to cease or to be cut off from. I like that definition, to be cut off from. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. So lack of knowledge, lack of understanding about the Bible, lack of understanding about the promises of God. My people are cut off from. They're destroyed. They're ruined. They're not able to engage because of a lack of knowledge. Now the word lack of does mean, like we would translate it in English, means like you just don't have enough, an inadequacy if you will. But it also means a defect or failure. So my people are destroyed. My people are cut off. They're not able to engage because of a lack of an inadequacy. In other words, I don't know at all, or I'm not using what I know. Do you realize we can be cut off from the capabilities that we have just because of a lack of knowledge? We experience this. How many has ever had someone show you something on your phone that you did not know? You're trying to figure something out, and you just hand it to your kid and say, here, do that for me. Or I've even seen that with my, with my kids, that someone else who knows something comes and shows them, which is kind of a great moment for me, that they find out something they don't know either. But, you know, if people can show you. Your phone or whatever device, it has all kinds. Your car Maybe you get a new car and it has all these bells and whistles and you don't know how it works. You don't know, man, I can just put my phone in the car and it syncs up with it. How many has ever had, we, we found this out in the car that we had, I didn't know about this, but I was in the house talking on the phone. Some of you know where I'm going. And somebody else outside started the car. And all of a sudden, I was gone. I couldn't hear them. They couldn't hear me. And then my wife texts me from the car and says, hey, you're coming through the Bluetooth in the car. My conversation had switched to the car, and I didn't know it. There's things that we can have access to that we don't even know about. And this is what I want to talk about today. I, I want to talk about knowledge that we, that we need to gain about the power of God. Knowledge is power in potential form. Let me make sure and say that. Knowledge is power in potential form. Increase of knowledge is important, but increase of knowledge without action or response is defective knowledge. To get knowledge, the Bible says knowledge alone puffs up, but if I don't use the knowledge that God gives me, then my knowledge he's given me is fruitless. It's one thing to come in and just say, well, tell me something more, tell me more, tell me more, get more knowledge. But if we don't act on it, if we don't put it into practice, then that knowledge is wasted. Have you found Ephesians chapter 1? I gave you ample time. Ephesians chapter 1, I want to start reading in verse, um, yeah, 15. <laughs> Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know 
What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places? Far above, everybody say far above. <laughs> far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, Jesus, and gave him, Jesus, to be head over all things to the church. Notice the progression of authority. The authority gained through Jesus. Who's the one who gained all authority? It's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all for Jesus. He's the one. Notice what it says in the next verse. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So Jesus is the one that everything is under his feet. And Jesus is the head over the church, which is his body. So if Jesus is the head and everything is under his feet and we are his body, where is everything under us? It's under our feet. Not under our feet in ourselves. It's under our feet because Jesus is the head. When Jesus is not the head, it's not under our feet anymore. When Jesus is the head, everything, all principality and power, everything that is named, your Bible says, is underneath the feet of not only Jesus, but his church, the body. That means you and that's me. So it tells me that everything that the enemy has to offer you is underneath your feet when Jesus is the head of your life. No, 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 no. All things, all things that the enemy offers you. If Jesus is your head, everything the enemy has to offer you is underneath your feet. Your Bible says the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. So this is what we have in Jesus. Now let me go back to verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I want to bring this out. In the knowledge of him, we get two things. We get spirit of wisdom and revelation. I talked about it a little bit last week, but we talked a little bit about the abortion topic, so I didn't get into it in great detail. I want to just revisit it for a moment. In the knowledge of him, we get the spirit of wisdom and revelation, two things, and we'll talk about those. But what is the knowledge of him? It's not knowledge about him. It's the knowledge of him. It's like someone coming up to you and say, hey, do you know John? And you say, well, I know about him. I know who they are. Like someone say, hey, do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God, but do you know him? Knowledge of him, knowledge of who he is, knowledge of his character and of his nature. We're not pursuing what God gives us. We're supposed to pursue him. Knowledge of him. Knowledge of, not knowledge of how to get blessings. Knowledge of him. Knowledge of his character. Knowledge of his nature. Knowledge of what is on his heart. Knowledge of him. When we pursue knowledge of him, then we get wisdom and revelation. Too many times we're, we're seeking knowledge about how to get from him instead of knowledge about how to get him. God's been dealing with me on this a little bit about spending time just with him and not praying about things. I don't know if you have this struggle. Sometimes when I'm praying and spending time with God, once I've went through everything that I'm kind of talking to him about, I struggle with my mind wanting to get up and start doing things. Like, I, you know, I need to be productive. I need to be. And sometimes he just says, just, 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 just. 
chill. I know, but God, I, you know, there's stuff I got to do. I got to do this and this. And, you know, we've you know, just been awesome prayer time. Thank you. But, but I need to kind of move on. You know, the clock's ticking. He says, how about you just sit for a minute? I know, but what are we doing? What, are we, what am I getting out of this? I need to be working on my message, or I need to be praying for someone, or I need to be checking emails, or I need to be calling some people. I got some message to return. I need, how about just me and you? What's that look like? I believe in the knowledge of him we're going to access power that we don't know of in greater quantity. I appreciate so much Abby's word, and I, as I was listening to that, I felt God just leading me to switch course of action so I hope it's okay that I'm going to go off script for just a moment. I believe if we will learn to know him, power will be available in situations that we didn't know it was available. But the problem is we don't know him in the moment. Knowing him in the moment is knowing that the moments don't depict him. He depicts the moments. Here's what I'm saying. In India, we were over there and we were in a situation where you know, not everybody's thrilled about Christianity around the world. And we were in a place where they're kind of hostile towards the gospel, and uh, there's an anti-conversion law. And so we went to minister to some people, and uh, they were low, low caste system. And I'd have to do a lot of explaining, but these people were, like, treated as less than dogs in society, literally. And so nobody around them wants to help them, but they don't want you helping them either. And so here we are, 12 Caucasian people in India. We kind of stand out a little bit. And, we're, and this is in, in the cover of darkness because we're wanting to do it discreetly. We're helping. All we're doing is feeding these people, giving them some clothing, giving some gifts, giving some dolls, giving them some items, and sharing the gospel with them. And someone pulls up on a motorcycle. Two people pull up on a motorcycle very hastily, and they want to know what we're doing. And they're like trying to shut us down, right? Shut down what's going on. And I, I feel anger well up in me. And a little bit of old Chad starts talking to me. And old Chad says, go tell them to get on their little bike and get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to be transparent online, praise the Lord. I'm thinking, what are they going to do? If I want to hand out food, I'm going to hand out food. But I didn't. Joseph was so good. He went over and talked to them lovingly and uh, just told them what we were going to do. And then we moved on to another area. And we moved to another area, and this guy went and got another lady on his motorcycle. And then they parked and stopped right beside us and just stood there. And we're handing out food, and, and I, they're, they're annoying me. <laughs> they're annoying me. And I'm getting flustered. I'm I'm. I'm feeding, and I'm like, hmm, I'm upset, you know, and, and, and they're trying to stop me to talk to me. They're like, sir, sir, and I'm just ignoring them. I keep them going. And, it's, and the, the lady, I guess, who speaks better English, why he went, and went to get her, says, sir, I'd like, I'd, like to, I'd like to meet you. And what she was saying, I want to talk to you. And she said, what is the meaning of this? Why are you doing this? And was very critical and very harsh. And, and I said, why, do you want to help? I wasn't doing it out of love. I was not. <laughs> Sarcasm was rolling. I said, why, do you want to help? And said, oh, no. I said, okay. So I went on back to helping. <laughs> and I'm just feeding. 
I'm just telling you. It's coming to Abby's word in just a moment. You're like, what does this have to do? And as I get flustered and I'm wanting to tell them to shut their pie holes and move along, that's what I was thinking in my head. Afterward, God spoke to me and he said, be careful that you don't know me in the moment. Because in the moment, if we rely on our strength and our wisdom, we can miss the breath of God. And in the breath of God, sometimes comes the power of God. Sometimes we want the band and we want the hoopla. Sometimes the power of God comes in the whisper. What if, and this is how he talked to me afterwards, he said, what if you would have leaned into me and I would have given you a word for her that would have told her secrets that no one could know but me? And I, the power of God was demonstrated to her and her life was changed in everyone that she knew and it had nothing to do with your abilities and everything to do with heaven. I'm saying in the moment, sometimes we lean on ourselves and we get caught in doing, but God's wanting a power and a warrior mentality that's not connected to our physical abilities, our strength, or our, our anything like that, but it's connected to the voice of God. In the knowledge of him in the moment, like I'm in this moment with my spouse, in the knowledge of him in that moment, there's going to be one of two directions this argument can go. Knowing him in the moment determines whether you're going to sleep together that night. <laughs> Knowing him in the moment could make the difference in how you speak to your child in that moment that determines whether reconciliation is there in the immediate or whether you don't speak for two days. Come on, somebody. Knowing him in the moment is when that controversy comes to you at work and you want to respond this way because everybody tells you you should respond this way. Your flesh tells you you should respond this way. Your history tells you you should respond this way. But something in that moment, God says, mm-mm, mm-mm, say this to them. You say, why should I say that? That doesn't matter. But you say that to them and the power of God comes on them. You don't even know why, because it's not about you. It's about what God's wanting to do in their life. But we've got to hear from heaven. We've got to hear from the voice of God. That's where the spirit of wisdom and revelation, notice it says spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know why it says spirit? Because the word spirit, the Greek word pneuma, which literally means breath, that means you've got to be close enough to hear it. Spirit of wisdom is not, hey! That's not the breath of wisdom. The breath of wisdom is, Chad, ask her about her daddy. Ask about her father who's dying of an illness right now. Ask her. Lord, I'm trying to feed people. They're interrupting me. I'm telling them to get out. Ask her about her dad. What if sometimes we got so close to the breath of God that we hear the wisdom of heaven, we hear the revelation of heaven that brings the power of God in the moment. You need the power of God, but we're trying to create the power of God sometimes through our own efforts, through our own energy, through our own wisdom, and like, well, this is what needs to happen. You need to apologize to me. 
And I'm not going to speak to you until you do. What if the wisdom of heaven, what if the Spirit of heaven said, tell him you're sorry. I bind you in Jesus' name. The devil, get behind me, Satan. I believe sometimes there's a power outage in our life because we don't know him in the moment. We might know about him. We might know what he has done in the past. We might know him in certain situations. And we might, and I've done this, so please, I'm with you. I'm with you. That we, because it's happened this way before, we assume that his direction in this moment is going to be the same as it was two weeks ago. But in this moment, he says, no, 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 no. Don't go straight at him. This is what he told David. I want you to go around behind. I want you to try a different strategy. But it worked so good last time. I prayed and I rebuked it and it happened. He said, no, this time I don't want you to do that. I just want you to stand there and I want you to praise me. We're not engaging the power of God in the moment because we're not understanding the voice of, the God, in, voice of God in the moment. We need to be so close to him that we know his breath, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I want to be a warrior for God. I want to experience the power of God. So here's what a warrior looks like. Jesus, I need you every day. I need you to breathe. I need you to not be a moron today. I need not you not be a moron. I need me so I don't be a moron. Make sure you understand. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'm not calling God a moron. I'm not really sure why I prepared a message today. I'm just going. But do you feel me? This is a warrior. My name, Chad, means brave warrior. And, and I don't say that to any braggadocious thing. It's just a matter. And so I always, I've always thought fighting and intensity was my gifting. And it's what God wanted me to do. And he says, yes, I've called you to do that. But I want you to learn how to do it a different way. I want you to learn to do it by knowing me and my voice in every moment. That sometimes in the moment where you appear weak is where you become strong. <laughs> in the moment where you're in an adverse situation with someone, a conflict with someone, and you take the position of weakness and you let them have the position of strength, all of a sudden you became the strongest person in the room. Sometimes we get caught wanting to one-up And God says, you know, one of our core values is we go low and we grow. God says, in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of him, wisdom and revelation. So I pray for us as a church that in the knowledge of him, as we get to know him more, we will, we will hear the voice of God and we will know him in the moment. And when we know him in the moment, we will experience power in the moment that we've been wanting, but we didn't know how to engage. We didn't know how to get it. He says, because you don't know me. This is how I work in these situations. This is how I speak. When this happens, this is how I want you to respond. You keep responding this same way and keep getting the same results, but God's inviting us to know him. I'll give you wisdom on how to be 
a better spouse. I'll give you wisdom how to be better at work. I'll give you wisdom on giving you creative ideas. Sometimes, again, we're leaving God in our rooms and we're forgetting that the knowledge of him is going to bring wisdom and revelation. Let me say this about those two things. Wisdom is something you gain. Do you realize there's some things that I don't have to pray about anymore? Because God's given me wisdom. There's things I used to ask, God, how should I handle this? But as we get to know him, then now he gives you wisdom, and now you don't have to pray about that anymore. Oh, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. I know this is how God is. I know this is character. This is his nature. I'm not saying don't pray like you don't need God. I mean, God gives us wisdom, which is something that we carry with us, that we walk around with. It's our capacity. Wisdom is something we gain capacity. I'm a better man today because God has given me wisdom. I'm a better husband today because God has given me wisdom. Over 21 years, the wisdom of God has helped me a little bit. I'm a little better. Still got a long ways to go, but I'm a little better. Revelation. So wisdom is capacity. Revelation is communication. The problem is we get satisfied with our level of capacity and we stop seeking communication. Revelation is where God can pour more into our hearts. Notice what happens, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Revelation is that communication that I don't want to just live off of what God's told me last month. What if he wants to show me something new today? I believe one of the biggest problems with us engaging in the power of God is we settle on wisdom and we don't pursue revelation. Revelation is ongoing um, Revelation is where you reveal something that's already there. It's already there. So there's things that God has for you and for me. The Bible says it this way, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I believe it is. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But he has revealed them to us through his Spirit. So reveal. So there are things for you and I that are prepared made ready in advance. They're already sitting out there. They're ready to go. But we don't see them yet. And they're only going to be revealed to us through the Spirit. This is why we got to know Him. Because when we know Him, now I get wisdom. I get more capacity. I'm just, I'm learning more. I'm understanding more. I'm, I'm gaining in my abilities. I've got, I've got more, more street smarts, if you will. I've got more wisdom on how to be a better man and, and how to operate in this world. I, I've got insight on how to do things. Yes, you know, I don't fly off the handle anymore. I don't, I don't shout at somebody. I don't, I don't just start yelling. I, I let it run around the track, and I've gained some wisdom that, that the first thought that I have in a conflict with my spouse is not what should come out of my mouth, maybe. Maybe I need to go, Jesus. Maybe when I want to respond, when I want to speak, I need to go and back here and say, Jesus, what do I need to do? What do I need to say? Help me. This is a position of a warrior. It's a position of strength. It's a position of dependency, saying, God, I don't have the wisdom on my own. Hey, Lord, I got this project at work. I don't know what to do. I can't figure out how this goes. I can't make this connection. I can't make this sale. I can't get those kids. I, I can't communicate. What is it I need to do? I, I'm struggling with this coworker. Why don't we go to a position of power and a warrior and pray? 
I'm struggling with my kids, my teenager. I don't know what to do. They're just off the rails. And Hey, go to this position, begin to pray. And the knowledge of him, he begins to give you wisdom. And all of a sudden, you get an idea that changes your entire business. Spirit of wisdom. Do you know the spirit of wisdom is not just for church facts? I was just reading in my random Bible reading this week how God gave the spirit of wisdom on these people that made garments for Aaron and his sons. The spirit of wisdom on people who made clothes from God. Do you realize we can have the spirit of wisdom to teach? We can have the spirit of wisdom as a plumber. We can have a spirit of wisdom as a doctor. We can have a spirit of wisdom in whatever you do, whatever your craft is, whatever you do. Spirit of wisdom in every area. And this is what God's saying. It comes from the knowledge of him. Where knowledge is a personal knowledge that causes a personal response or reaction. If there's no response or reaction, the knowledge is wasted. In the knowledge of him, in the personal knowledge. Let me just say this way. And what I feel like, if we're going to be warriors for the kingdom of God, it takes a personal knowledge. We can all listen to sermons. We can all hear messages. But what is your personal knowledge of him in that moment? What is your personal knowledge of what he's speaking to you? What's going to bring life into our walk with Jesus is when we have a personal knowledge. I know him. I know this is what he's speaking to me. When I have a deadness or power outage in my walk with God, it's because I'm not hearing fresh from God. You know what I'm talking about? You ever feel like you just haven't heard anything from God in a while, and you can start get into the moly grubs, get into just a bland little, mm, I'm just going on about my life. But when God is speaking to you, it brings a little life into your step. It brings a little giddy up into you. And this is what God is saying. If when you know me and you're hearing from me, you will not be bored. You won't be discouraged. I was in prayer about, said, God, I want to know you. I want to know you. I just want to know you in every situation. I want to know your love for me. And he said this to me, Chad, I want my love for you to do three things for you. This isn't my sermon, but it's free. I want my love to be three things for you. Number one, I want my love for you to be your identification. I want my love for you to tell you who you are. I'm loved by him. It's who I am. I want God's love for me to be my identification. Who I am. I'm loved by God. I'm a loved son. I'm loved. He loves the snot out of me. I'm telling you what. And sometimes that's what helps me every day when I get discouraged, when I get afraid. Days like today when I'm thinking, i got to go to a whole new town. We don't know if anybody's going to show up. We don't know if anybody's going to come. We don't know what it's going to take. We don't know what's going to happen. I know in days like today, son, I love you. I love you. That's who you are. You're my son. You're my son. It's not about you. It's about me. It's about my love for you. Your identification. Number two, he said, I want my love to be your motivation. Your motivation. Why am I doing something? Because the love of God. Because the love of God is motivating me. Not because my selfish manipulation is motivating me. I mean, you have to check yourself because you're doing something because what you want to get out of it. Why are you buying that for them? Why are you talking to them that way? When we really drill down to motivation, what's our true motivation? We'll start to examine why we say what we say and why we do what we do. 
He said, I want my love to be your motivation. What drives you to do things for other people? He says, when you understand who you are and you have the love in you, then now you'll be motivated to give that love to others. You'll be motivated. Why? What motivates me to help someone when I'm tired? What motivates me to give to someone else? Because it's the love of God for them. His love motivates me. His love motivates me to want to speak to you. I want to, I want to release motive, love out of the motivation of heaven. And this is what God's giving to you. He says, let his love for you be your motivation. When you're tired and you want to quit or you don't want to do something, the knowledge of him, the knowledge of his love for you, it motivates you to do what you don't want to do. Number three, identification, motivation. Number three, validation. So Chad, I want my love for you to be your validation. I want my love for you to be your approval. Some of you need the approval of someone so badly. We all want the approval. I was praying. I was a little bit disappointed about something. And I was talking to God about it, and that's what led to this conversation. I said, God... I need this. I, I needed to hear this. I, I wanted to hear this, but I didn't hear that. And he says, let my love for you be your validation. Let my love for you be your approval. Let my love for you be what you seek after to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. How many of us are looking and depending on the approval and the validation of people when we should be seeking it from him to say, God, let's talk. This is why we're missing approval. Because we won't sit with him long enough to hear. We just throw up our requests. We throw up our needs. Say, God, here's what I need to do today. Here's what I need you to do. If you can do that, get me where I need to be, Lord. Just help me have a good day today. Thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Many times have I talked with my kids and I was praying the other day with Lucas and he said, I don't have anything to pray about. <laughs> A.K.A., I don't know what is wrong that I need to pray about. That's a five-year-old, but it might as well be a 55-year-old. Oh, done gone to bed. See, the reason we don't get validation because we don't spend enough time with a validator. I'm, I'm wanting my validation. Maybe I can get my validation from here. Mm. Oh, look at them likes coming in. <laughs> dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Oh. More followers. Check out. Awesome. Hey, y'all. Shares, shares, shares. Look at them. Everybody's sharing. Everybody loves me. Right? Three things. In the knowledge of him, I want you to find. I want you to find identification. Because I believe, I agree with Abby, I believe God's looking for warriors. Will you be a warrior? God's asking. 
Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.